Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for deciding to make us a part of your day. We have a very exciting show lined up here for you today. It's just Yanis and I in the studio, but we're going to talk about who knows what. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy another exciting episode, because here we go. All right, all right. I don't know why we're recording this in the dark. I have no idea. In the middle of the day. In In the middle of the day. (laughs) Just set in the mood. Let's light some candles or something. Like I think I, I think I can see you when you pick up the Red Bull can and like some light gets reflected off of it. I'm like, okay, he's over there somewhere. Like I can't see the microphone. I can't see nothing. Oh, the black friend jokes. I love it. No, 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 no. If it was a black joke, I would have said, I can only see when you smile. Ah, uh, right. true. All or right. hold your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze, it's the police. Put your hands up. Hands up, don't shoot. There he is. <laughs> there he is. That'll show him. That'll show him. So, uh, yeah, packed house today. Just oh, yeah. you and me. Um, yeah. We were we were gone um, last week because I'm pretty sure I had tuberculosis. The plague. I was coughing so bad. Um that I, I was driving, I was running some errands, and I started coughing so bad, and I couldn't stop, that I started to get tunnel vision, and I started to black out, and I like had to pull off on the side of the road. It was awful. So sure. I went on WebMD, and I either have TB, or um, I was speaking to my youth pastor, <laughs> and since I saw Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman, I may in fact have HIV. I think you do. I think it's very, it's a very so, good chance. So uh, Magic Johnson, if you're listening to this, I need some of the secret sauce. <laughs> and also, Please. if you're looking for Ben on a dating app right now, yeah, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. not have HIV. Sorry, sorry. If you're, if you're hearing this uh, and you're, you're on a dating app, uh, this is all just a joke. <laughs> just a silly little sick joke. <laughs> Emphasis on the sick. Yeah, and silly. <laughs> there you go. So it wasn't here. And here's what's crazy. I think I've, I think I've missed, that might be the one show that I've missed ever. Yeah. And yet Yanis sends me this message, right? This message out of nowhere about like, well, maybe we should do more than one show at a time so that when people, and he puts that in quotation marks, can't make it, (laughs) then we have stuff to post. And I'm like, dang, I missed one show. I'm dying over here. So much shade. And I'm getting, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting all this shade. <laughs> Might as well be sitting in this room right now. There's so much shade. My gosh. Dude, no, it was just a matter of, you know, like we're trying to put out a good product here. We're trying to give the people what they want. They want some primo No one ben wants this. And some unadulterated Yanis. <laughs> yeah. You know, some grade A pure. You know, you and, and we got to give it to them A5. on the regular. We got to give the fiends what they want. The regular schmegula. The regular schmegula. So gotcha. that's what it, that's where it's at. So that's what, that's what no, I'm I hear you. And 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 for anyone listening out there, uh, we have been discussing. Uh, we're going to start uploading to YouTube. Uh, we've been discussing different uh, video videos we can do, different vlogs, different things like that, and uh, yeah, we'll have some fun stuff coming down the pipeline so that it's not just audio only. Because I guess having a good podcast just isn't enough anymore. Nope. But here's here's what here's what started all this because I had a conversation with Ian. It's not a conversation. We text each other on Facebook. Uh, here's a little behind the scenes. <laughs> we don't hang out at all. <laughs> 
a little little uh, you know lifting of the curtain fun fact as it were but we <laughs> we were texting and uh I was telling him like you know like hey we, we got to like figure out our social media and everything because I heard two of the like worst sounding and not funny or interesting podcasts I've ever heard before right ever this yeah. last week and I look and they have like ten and a half thousand followers on Instagram what? and all this other stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? They just post memes. Yeah. That's all they do. They're yeah. just meme machines. Yeah. So people get it. They forget why they even followed them in the first place. Yeah. And, and they're just like bank. they're pumping out stupid meme after stupid meme after stupid meme. And I'm like, geez, Louise, this is what people want, isn't it? They don't want oh, and the other thing, the other thing, ha 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 ha. Cause in both of the bios for these two stupid, horribly produced an unfunny and uninteresting podcast, the thing that they both had in common, besides their, I'm sure, ugly and ill-informed fan bases, they don't talk about politics. They said no politics. This is a fun, this is a fun area. We're going to have jokes. We're going to have jokes. We're going to have fun. And I'm like, this is what people want. That's why, right there. You're not going to give the dope fiends what they want. We can't have... We can't have an opinion on anything. You just show up and say some jokes, share a meme, and then people are like, yay. Not a fan. I'm not either, but we don't have any, so <laughs> maybe we got to. <laughs> have you been able to, to gather any of our, our demo results yet? No? Demo results? Uh, I told you, it's uh, not available on I the we, thing I, thought, I use. I thought you are using on Anchor. I thought you are doing it's, things. It's on Anchor, but I haven't, I don't know, I haven't told anyone it's on Anchor. So someone would just have to find it through that app. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Anchor should be like uploading it to all the apps automatically. No, my RSS feed uploads it to Anchor. My RSS feed is what you're thinking Anchor is doing. You're double dipping, my friend. I, I think there's like there's like some weird loop situation. No, 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 no. You can use Anchor as your host. Right. But we already have an RSS feed, so we okay. don't need that. So uh, I just I just uh, filled that information in to Anchor. And when I upload to the RSS feed, it sends it to Googles and iTunes and Spotify's all and Anchors things. and all that stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thank you. So, there it is. There it is. So, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Bernie Sanders? You want to talk about... No, let's talk about our ladies. All right. Let's talk about the USA. About ladies. The US of A. And who'd they play? We played the Netherlands today. The Netherlands. Crazy Dutch starts. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we did. Uh, we won our fourth World Cup. We broke a bunch of records, which is great. Uh, Megan Rapino became what the uh, oldest uh, player in the Women's World Cup to to, to score, and it was a penalty or something like that. So it's great. It's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I mean, it's it's really good to see you know the the girls pull it out in the end, and I was very very happy. It was you know whenever I got a chance to to chant USA, you know, I'm a happy boy. Got my my pants are fitting a little bit tighter. There you go. Just saying. So uh, yeah, it was great. And then the men play tonight. Uh, we play in the final. Which like, there was some uh, there was some aggravation about. Again, Megan Rapino. Yeah, she's not doing herself any favors. That haircut. The, the haircut. The roots are grown out. <laughs> She should have gotten, you know, another dye job. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Um, she puts the white and red, white and blue. Let me tell you what. <laughs> but no, man, it's a, it's, it's a shame because they're asking her, you know, questions about things that really shouldn't matter. And like, why are, why are we asking Megan Rapinoe how she feels about 
anything. You know, about, I agree. About, exactly. Shut up and kick. Right, Shut up exactly. and dribble. Hey, if she wants to kneel, I don't give a shit. Like, whatever, <laughs> yeah, right? whatever exactly. she wants to do, kneel. But why are we exactly. asking her questions? Exactly. You know, and like and like stuff and, and pre-scheduled matches of like finals that are happening once every four or once every two years, like why does why does she get an opinion? She isn't, you know, she's not working for Telemundo or ESPN or Fox Sports or any of these companies. So why does she have an opinion? I'm 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 sorry. I just I just can't listen to her. Well that time. that well let's is there anything else you want to say about them? Because there's an interesting topic in here somewhere. I would love to talk about whatever. You're, what's ever going through No, no, your no, 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 no. Because I made that joke about shut up and kick and shut up and dribble. Yeah. And that's something that we've talked about very recently, actually. I can't think. It's the one Fox News host that you can tell she probably, she definitely didn't get there on her look. She's a very handsome woman. Huh. Greta? Is it, is it Greta Van Susteren? No, 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 no. It's the other one. She's a little less Greta. She's not full Greta. She's, She's like a little Greta. bit Greta. 80% Anyways, Greta. <laughs> she had said something about LeBron James, essentially. Right. And then everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is such a racist mentality. Right. And I feel the same way that I think you'd feel. Like when we were talking about this, it's not that she can't have an opinion. I'm just saying like, why do we seek it out? Why does right. it even matter? And especially when it comes to things like politics. Yeah. And that's what always drives me crazy is people get bogged down in the emotional argument. Yeah. The thing is, if you're a human being, you should want all the same things that the other side wants. Okay. Right. It's like when they and, and that's where people get bogged down because, you know, you have people say, well, don't you don't you want don't you want people to be safe? And, and don't you want children to be able to get healthcare and don't you know like well yeah obviously so then yeah. you you take the emotional you take the emotional approach and if you do that you're not going to get anywhere yeah the idea is that we we may in fact have disagreements on how to get there you know right. or different opinions and some you know with some crazy people they might have different definitions of the word but a good example that i like to use we're talking about this goes for athletes this goes for um <clears throat> celebrities as well jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel did this thing where his daughter needed the heart, uh, the heart surgery, yep, yep. and he did this whole thing, and he cried, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh!" And he was like, "You know, why would, why would people fight government health care? You know, why would you not want children to be able to get health care?" And so, a lot of people didn't know how to handle that, and I said, "My annoyance is not, is not with the fact that he's saying this on his talk show that's supposed to be about jokes. <laughs> right. It's not." Um, that he is definitely very left-leaning. It's not any of that. My problem is that he, nor anyone he knows, will ever have to use government health care. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> he will never have to wait for anything. He has the money and the resources to pay for all of that, and he's going to use that as a launching board and a sounding board to tell me and my normie pleb friends... <laughs> Government healthcare is good. Yeah. That's my issue. And it's the same issue I take with with athletes as well. I'm like, this is great. You can have an opinion, but you don't live a normal life. Yeah. You don't don't sit here and tell me, well, this is how things should be. Yeah. I mean, you've been a superstar since you were 18. You know, like yeah. you were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like yeah, LeBron we, got a $90 million and, before he was on an NBA court. But I want to say this. I want to say this. As critical as I am of him as a player and as, and as seemingly critical as I might be of him right now, I want to say that I have always been very impressed uh, of LeBron James, the man. Yep. And the fact that he has first-generation money, his father wasn't in his life, all these things. And you look at all the idiot 
uh, superstars out there and the stupid stuff they do. He right. has not once been a part of any of no. that. And as much as I criticize him for, he had a few gaffes, I think, for, like, early on in his career where there was that time where there was a, a college basketball player played for some like D2 school that like two hand dunked on him. They confiscated the videos of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then the the decision like on ESPN, yeah. that to me, I mean, obviously he donated the-, the, the Take my towns to South Beach. Yeah, no, that was terrible. But I mean, in terms of like him as a man, like whatever, like that's yeah. great. The, the 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 donations that he's made, the school that he's created, all that yes. stuff has been fantastic, you know. But again, I, I think with with sports in general, it's the the cultural impact versus the financial impact that it has on the organization or on on, on the country is actually pretty staggering. For instance, they say that all of professional sports in the United States is about the same size in terms of money as the cardboard box industry, right? So it's not yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not that big in terms of like of the money. It just so happens to be magnified, and you have these people who are you know risen like who who are who are praised at like godlike levels, mm-hmm. and and for me. Uh, the problem is, is that like, there are people who, I mean, who <laughs> I wouldn't say that because they're not educated that or, you know, whatever, or their focus wasn't on getting a political science degree or understanding economics yeah. and whatever yeah. else, like asking a person whose specialty is, you know, is kicking a ball or putting a basketball on the back of the but net. To isn't put, necess- to, but to put it into perspective, when people say this though, my other, the other side of this is, you know, like someone's like, I can't believe, you know, LeBron James has an opinion on politics. He should just shut up and dribble. I'm like, you work at Ross. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, what is your, what is your qualifications for having right. an opinion on this? Right. The difference is, like yeah. I said, the only difference is, is access, access yeah. to where it's like, you're living a whole different lifestyle. That girl at Ross is, living is the, probably yeah. living through some of these policy changes, absolutely, absolutely. the basketball player, the, the, the athlete, the, the, the talk show host, it doesn't matter who's going to be in charge. They have the money and the access and the, the power in the pool to absolutely. just live life however they want to live it. Policy change means nothing to them, right? but it does to girl that works at Ross. Right, exactly. You know, and, and, and it's funny because even then I feel like it's so funny because certain parties have gotten people to vote. Not First of all, nothing's interest. wrong with Ross. <laughs> Nothing is wrong with Ross. Okay, shop better for less or whatever that's yeah. best for less. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you, Ross, I love going to Ross. I yeah. love people. There's nothing wrong with working at Ross. There's nothing wrong with working in retail. That was just an example. Right, right, right. That I use for a punchline. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't respect you guys and more power to you. Man, you I know, I work- screw screw Belks. Am I right? Hey, hey, screw that. <laughs> and Ross, if you want us, if you want to support the show, I'll be more than happy to read some <laughs> some live things. But go on, go on, Yanis, please. <laughs> I want to put that fire out. Well, no. So I, I was saying that like there's certain parties that get people to not vote in their uh, in their best interest, right? And 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 for instance, I think it's funny that there are people who vote on the idea of when I'm a millionaire, I won't have to. Uh, you know, I don't want to have to pay these extra taxes, right? And and I'm not I, I'm not trying to make the point one way or another versus you know like yeah. higher taxes or you know like you know single payer or anything like that. But it's funny that you know there's large swaths of you know of poor white people who vote Republican, who vote you know you know conservatively or, or, or with conservative leanings, and they they're not voting in a way that would make sense for their socioeconomic situation, which is, which is interesting. You not, know? A, not immediately. Probably. Not immediately, but, they, but, but everyone, what, what was it? Was it Milton Friedman? Um, who was talking about, um, that America, not a Milton Friedman. It was someone talking about like Americans, an old white economist. Yeah. Okay. Old, an old white economist <laughs> gotcha. was talking about like that, you know, that Americans are, you know, they behave in such a way that we are temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Mm. Right. And so, you know, 
at the moment, I'm not a millionaire, but someday I will be, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to get there by means of lotteries or, you know, these giant windfalls or inheritance or whatever it may be. But, you know, but that's where people are, are playing on, you know, on, on, on that emotion of, you know, of, of, of being able to suddenly rise up, you know, but also not giving the people the tools to be able to make their own life better through, you know, through not spending as much money on childcare or whatever it may be. So it's very, very interesting that the person who's working at whatever retail situation, you know, they're in or food service or mm-hmm. whatever. I worked at Abercrombie for a couple of years as a manager, 1346 look, an hour. Look, being on the posters that hang in the store doesn't mean you worked there. Yeah, I did. Okay. I worked there. I was in the store folding clothes at the best. Once, ooh, dude, one time, uh, two girls peed in a, in a fitting room. Uh, <laughs> I had just... Two I, girls, one room. Two girls, one room. Um, and so I, I was sitting there. And so I was the only guy... Wait, wait, wait. They both They peed? both peed in the room. Is that... So one of them had to be in a, re- a reactionary one, like, oh, I didn't have to go, but now I do. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I literally just graduated from college. I couldn't find a job. It was two thousand. It was it was the the fall of two thousand nine. So the economy Ooh. was doing great. I had like no other option. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I have a degree in economics. <laughs> Let me grab this mop and bucket. Yeah. <laughs> to go clean up this fifteen year old's piss. Louise. So yeah. So that's so yeah. So nothing against retail. I swear to God. But but yeah, man. It's 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 a shame that you know we get people to vote in ways that aren't benefit like that you would think is counterintuitive to what they would you know to that's how i feel about the african-american community and planned parenthood oh snap (laughs) i mean (laughs) that is some scary stuff dude i i haven't uh i haven't i haven't uh dived too deep they talk about like well first of all the founder of planned parenthood how freaking racist she was but then oh right right like which that's a whole nother discussion about the institutions that we have everywhere having a certain basis of beliefs that no matter how you change it, if the foundation stays the same, the outcome is the same. But they talked about like um, <clears throat> population numbers mm-hmm. and like, it's ridiculous. Huh? It's, it's crazy. It was, it was mine. It was mind blowing. Interesting. I was like, holy crap. See, the one thing that I, that I saw about like the abortion numbers was that um, the number of abortions, uh, has a um, inverse relationship to violent crime, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is problematic. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because you know you have you know unwanted pregnancies, you know pe- you know you know having those removed from the situation. You mean you have less people who are likely to be on uh, the fringe the- of society, right? However, <laughs> uh, a lot of those people are people of color. So, yeah. <laughs> so That's it, what I, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Women's World Cup, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James, Megan Rapinoe. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Hopefully that the boys will, uh, will win tonight against Mexico. But, you know. Mexico knows how to play soccer. Dude. They do. They do. We can call it soccer now, right? El fútbol. No, 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 no. What? Who just won the World Cup? USA. Okay. It's yeah. called soccer. It's <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Lo siento. <laughs> it's called soccer now. Football. Give me a break. Uh, fun fact. Um, the term soccer is a English invention, not American. Whoa. Yeah. It's, an, it's a, an abbreviation of uh, association football because there are two different branches. There was the rugby School of football, and then there was association football, which was paid by, pl- played by the majority of English schools, and so soccer was the abbreviation of that. Wow! The English created that in the 1800s. We just took it on. Wow! 
I didn't know they invented anything over there. I thought they took all our good stuff. Oh, they did. They did. Bad teeth, bad weather, and soccer. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Meat, I like it. Meat pies galore. That's so cool. now, let's talk about Bernie Sanders wanting to get rid of everyone's college debt. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about that, Ben? I think uh, you got yourself into this. You get yourself out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. some people have been saying it's a tax on Wall Street. And it's a tax on this group and that group. And that all sounds great, but it all leads to the same place, which is my wallet. (laughs) So inevitably, um, Wall Street is going to pass that cost on to someone else. Oh, absolutely. And more importantly, whether they pass the cost on or not, that's if they even take on the cost. What will most likely happen is you talk about access to things. They're going to skirt around whatever it's oh, yeah. put there. And then it's just going to not even trickle down. It's just going to drop down oh, yeah. on everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I don't know. So clearly there is an issue with student loan debt. It's definitely the next looming bubble that's about to burst. It's it's insane. Like people can't pay their... And once loans. again, why is it so bad? It's because the government is involved with it. Yeah. All right. The government told these schools, yeah, give this 16-year-old $150,000 for school. We'll, we'll help you out with that. Yeah. It's the government's fault. It's, you know, they're the ones that helped make this problem. And now they're yeah. saying, oh, we're going to fix it all. Right. You know, and I don't know. I've always, I've always been a, a proponent of having some sort of public service be, you know, a part of, you know, every 18 to 22 year old's you know, curriculum Makes sense. in life, you know, and I don't understand why we're focusing on a space force right now when there should be some sort of like at some homegrown sort of maybe like a Peace Corps type situation where you can have student loans forgiven up to a certain point if you do a certain number of years of teaching inner city schools. Well, I can tell you why, because whatever. one of those can be weaponized and the other can't. True. Very true. Very true. And, and but it's a shame, though, that we have, you know, we I, I think if we were to have internal outreach, internal, you know, uh, infrastructure building, education programs, um, even mutual aid societies, anything that, you know, that could, you know, that could help, you know, raise the tide or raise the tide for all ships, you know, so to speak. Um, I think that would have been a better use of money. And I think that that would honestly have a similar effect to, uh, you know, to wiping out student loan debt. But the problem is, is that like, I think one of the reasons why we are in the situation that we're in, in society is because of the fact that people don't have the ability to um, to start businesses anymore like they used to because Agreed. they're so strapped. You know, and the population has increased, has almost doubled in, since 1983, but the number of, of businesses has decreased by, what, 40%. Yes, and the risk is so high. It's so high. And, and, and when you think about it, entrepreneurship, it, in theory, should be the easiest time to start a business. You have, you know, so many things at your disposal in terms of marketing, you know, uh, branding, you know, you have, you know, Fiverr to help, you know, create the documents Mm -hmm. that you need for this, you know, every, it it should be so much easier to start a business than it is today, but it's like, no one wants to take the risk for it. Everybody has a side hustle, but it's usually pretty safe. Everyone wants to do like, uh, maybe I'll, I'll do a little quick foray into selling, you know, uh, candles yeah, (laughs) (laughs) or Mary Kay or real estate or whatever it is. But there's, there are very few people who have the ability you know, um, financially, you know, or, or even just having the, you know, the time and the ability to be able to, to, you know, to start a plumbing business or, or whatever it is. And, yeah. and that's, and, and, and that's a shame, but, um, I, I, I think that, you know, the, if we can figure out that entrepreneurship gap, that's kind of been building, I think that can be a way, but the most of 
most of what executive pay in the United States is, is one organization size and two stock price. Yeah. You know, and so when you have organizations that are continuing to grow in size and and becoming bigger and bigger, bigger, obviously you're going to find that executive pay is going to increase at, at a commensurate rate as well. And so I, yeah. And it's a shame that like, that we're, that, you know, the stock market is, you know, eventually Wall Street's going to push back against this when it's, it's kind of this weird symbiotic relationship where it's, it's, you know, and obviously the school aspect of it is what's kind of driving that. But I mean, there's, it's a, it's a shame that, you know, we're, we we are all on a precipice of, you know, of student loan collapse and, and, and there's, you know, the, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this study where it says, you know, our generation is the most educated and least, you know, hireable. Oh yeah. Generation. Now, now you can, you can take that a couple different ways, but I think whether or not this is how we solve the debt crisis, people need to start taking responsibility right. for um, the, the, the debt that they take on. I'm really, really getting tired of these people that I know are of sound mind and body saying, <laughs> you know, like you knew when you signed up for this, how much debt you were taking on. You know, this is a, this is a, a, a crapshoot. You know, this is a racket. Yeah. Like stay away from it. Go to a school you can afford. All right. right. Or go to a school where you take on a quarter <laughs> Right. Of the debt. That's something that's more realistic. Yeah. Like, I think we need to start taking responsibility for this. I mean, you know, especially, and I know this isn't everybody, but especially for people that are, you know, taking on this debt and then they're putting it towards a degree that pays $40,000 a year, you know, and yeah. you, you have to go to school for eight years yeah. and then you come out and you say, oh. Yeah. I mean, and I think we're, we're forgetting about consumer sovereignty, right? The best way to show you know, whether or not something is desirable is, you know, is, is being able to walk away, you know? And I yes. think, I think the minute that your, your schools that are costing $60,000 a year, stop, you know, their, their, their admission numbers plummet. That's when you're going to start seeing rates come down. to. We should manageable. pretty woman them. I think so. We should pretty woman the, the universities. I think so. You know? I like it. I like it. No, the, it should definitely come down. It should definitely be more affordable. There should definitely be more, um, more accessibility. Um, once again, not to, I'm not saying that uh, the government needs to pay for someone to go to Duke. I'm saying, you know what, maybe even just make it more accessible at the state level. Yeah. I don't know what, what it is, but it feels like it'd be pretty simple for us, even if it's just a two-year degree. Everybody gets a two-year degree. Right. But the problem with that is, and we've seen this in our, in our, in our lifetime, yeah. the college degree to us is what the high school diploma was to our parents. Yeah. So... If you make the two-year degree the thing, you know, does it does it does it really help anyone, or is that just the new baseline now? You know what I mean? Do Gen Eds add any value? Is what, is that, that's a question that they we don't. Have, yeah, I mean, I mean, I <laughs> they mean, don't. Te- teaching some, is the answer. Some numbskull how to give a speech about yeah. like his his favorite rock, like rock star flavor. You think yeah. you think that adds any value to society? No, it doesn't. No, no, no. it doesn't. I'm, I'm good on that. Like, yeah. there's no reason why. That's the hard. That's one of the, that's the meme. The hard pill to swallow. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't add any value. It adds zero value. Like having electives for and I. I took golf. I took. Go- I could. Pl- I already knew how to play golf as an elective. Well, then you knew you were going to ace. <laughs> it. I knew I was going to ace it, but I still had to pay money for it. <laughs> I signed up late one year, and I had to take uh, equestrian studies. Wow! 
And I was in there with uh, large animal vets and like all this other <laughs> stuff. It was awful, but I learned so much about horses. <laughs> I learned so much about horses. I'm sure. And I felt bad because, like, of course, the first day they went around and the, the professor who was actually, um, he worked for the Kentucky Derby, like oh. taking care of the horses and stuff. And he was like real like into horses, you know. He's like, we're going to go around the room. Whenever want everyone to share, uh, you know, what, what experience you have as a large animal vet or with horses or like going around. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say? Like, this is crazy. And they're going around and it's, you know, this person, this person finally gets to me. And I'm like, I don't like horses. <laughs> they They don't like me. I'm here to find out why. <laughs> Silence. Silence. <laughs> no, vets don't have any sense of humor, apparently. None. Neither did this guy. None. But I want you to know, I got an A in that class. And uh, the next semester, I took the, uh, you know, 102 or whatever. <laughs> Equestrian did, Studies 102. Did you live on a farm with horses? I did. I don't like them. <laughs> what did you like? I don't like horses. They're, they're, okay, here's the thing about horses. Here's the thing. I love, I love cows. <laughs> cows are my thing, all right? I love raising cows. I love taking care of them. I love selling them for beef and eating them. <laughs> I love every aspect of it. Like I can't explain to people how much I love cows. I'm like, right. I, I want, I want them to have the greatest life ever, and then I want them to taste delicious, like a Kobe, like, like a Kobe beef cow. Yes, that's how it was. Massages so and sake. I love. Yes, they would eat out of your hand. Like, oh my gosh, I love these cows. But we would help take care of uh, the other family's farm that backed up our, to ours. We would take care of some of their horses sometimes. And they were mean. They were mean and lean. They'd bite at you. They'd bite at the the, the cows. And then oh. when I go to this equestrian course, I learn that literally if you, in, like, they're so delicate because we bred them to do all these very specific tasks. Some are, you know, so that they can run across the desert for long distances. Some are sprint horses. Some are this. Some are that. Literally, if you increase, like, the wheat intake of a horse by 2%, it'll just keel over dead. What? Yes. Yes. 2% of their wheat intake increase, they just plop over. Dunsky. <laughs> Dunzo. Out. Sayonara. See ya. I had no idea. Avi to say. Okay. <laughs> they're done. All right. Over. I had no idea. Yeah, that they're these delicate little microchip animals. And that's why they're so hoity toity. And that's why they prance when they walk because they think they deserve it. I'm not about that life. Screw the horses. I hate horses. Yeah. I'm I'm with my Scandinavian brothers and sisters. Eat them. Eat them. Yes. Eat them. It's always funny to me whenever like there's like a you'll, you'll hear a story in the news that says like it's tainted with horse meat. Yeah, like tainted. And I'm like, How is it you tainted? Mean flavored? It's edible. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a beast of burden. Which is amazing <laughs> to me because the best part of the history of that part of the world is literally we're like, look, you guys have to be Christians. And they're like, okay, but can we still eat our horses? <laughs> we're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they Go still do. <laughs> Their horses are fat and hairy. Like they, they've been bred for beef. Like it's hilarious. You see these horses, they look like this they're cows. Obese horses. That's great. Oh my gosh. That's, what's Mike, that's what Mike's dining on right now. The horse sure. steak, I'm a sure. fine horse steak. Did you happen to see his uh, video on Facebook? Uh, did you just scroll past it like you did vigorously, the video? Vigorously. <laughs> uh, and, and then this guy, Mike, has the audacity. After he's posted several times on Facebook, he messages me on WhatsApp. Right. Because he's international man of mystery. <laughs> Don't want them Roman charges. So he, he messages me and he's like, oh, I just got internet. So I'm listening to uh, the podcast with you and Yanis. 
I'm like, you did not just get internet, dude. Yeah. First you of all, done had internet. He had boom. internet. You know why? Because of the fact that he, I told him about the T-Mobile plan. T-Mobile, <laughs> if you're listening, we uh, will take a sponsorship. Yes. Um, get more. <laughs> get more. <laughs> but no, but so like you can be in like 210 countries internationally and you have uh, data and text. I mean, and, mo- unfortunately, most of those are in South America. but <laughs> Right. But still, but you, all of Western and Northern Europe, you good. Hey. You good. So we were listening. I was listening. I had it in Germany. You know, whatever. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, he was not. Uh, yeah, he, he had internet. He a damn liar. I know he had internet. And he's like, oh, I no. just got it. Oh, I'm just listening. Oh, I'm just blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're you ain't got to lie to me, man. Yeah. You're dead to me, Miguel. You've been dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you started vlogging again, you didn't say anything about the podcast. Oh, Cannot believe you, dude. God darn it. Anyways, so Bernie Sanders wants to get rid of all the college debt. Now, yeah. here's... Here's my problem with a lot of these um, of these programs, and actually, we can kind of we can launch into universal basic income because there's some things about that that kind of really scare me. Yeah. And when you say it, and I wish I wish Stephen was here. I wish he was here most days, but especially now because he's all for it. He's terrified because he is. You know, I also feel like he could just snap me in half if I make him too angry. You know, like you poke the bear one too many times, he's like, "It's a big show." <laughs> <laughs> Power bombs me through the table. That's when we get the video component. You guys will see all that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> wrestling, Snap Crackle Wrestling. That's going to be our next evolution. Like, go from podcast to wrestling network. Makes perfect sense. Oh, man. But the problem with the universal basic income is like, you know, Stephen has spoken, uh, you know, very publicly on, on this podcast. So I don't, I don't feel weird about saying this, but he talks about, you know, he has a lot of bills. He's a single dad. He's like, hey, an extra, was it a thousand? Yeah. He's like, an extra thousand? Yeah. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Of course. And that sounds great. The problem is, as with all these things that sound great, the elevator pitches, I mean, that's what... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what these these politicians live on, the elevator pitches. But the elevator pitches, you're going to get an extra thousand dollars every month. Yeah. But then you start looking at it and you say, okay, well, does everybody get the thousand dollars? There are plenty of citizens who don't need it. Yeah. You know, so then you start looking at reallocation from certain people to other people. And then I think we've seen this through history, but anytime people can vote for more things that they're getting, they're typically going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, and that doesn't end up being a good thing. So then I start seeing how this just turns into socialism all over again. And you think a thousand, you think people aren't going to immediately start asking for more. Oh, yeah. And then uh, more. <laughs> and then, oh, a thousand's not enough. Oh, it's two thousand. It's this. It's five. It's whatever. And then inflation. And yeah. then everything else. And then we're back to where we started. And then money means nothing. Yeah. But I think but I think even then having that, you know, that extra thousand dollars is already going to, I think, I think we're going to see a significant rise in prices commensurate with that. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's the same with, and it's the same with minimum wage jobs. And once again, the emotional, the emotional argument is that doesn't everyone deserve, you know, a, a car and a house. It's like, yes, of course I want people to do this, but a minimum wage job is just that. That's what it's designed to do. It's designed around cheap products and even cheaper labor. <laughs> Right. But you know, but it, it, but it's a shame though, because of the fact that you, you tend to find that when it comes to, for instance, housing, like if you here in Orlando, I mean, it's, it's relatively expensive because we got a lot of you knuckleheads coming in. 
yeah. uh, from other places uh, and clogging up. I was just highways. trying to explain this to Morgan and uh, and Keith, but they, they didn't want. They didn't understand. They wanted no part. Why of that. he's like, why can I get a, a three bedroom house in uh, in Pennsylvania? Yeah. For 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 way less. And yeah. I'm like, well, let's look at uh, what the, what we're projected to do as an economy over the next yeah. three years. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's nuts, you know. And and I, I mean, I'm I'm all for you know people moving to where makes sense for them and everything else, and I I, I support that, but. But I mean, I don't know. There just has to be a, uh, you know, a point where we say, okay, stay where you are <laughs> and stop, you know, and, and, but I mean, we, but all of our development. That's how I feel about, um, immigration, by the way. Too. Oh yeah. Great. No, no, no. I'm serious. Yeah. I, I to- wholeheartedly believe it. We'll get to that next, but continue. Yeah. But so, so for instance, like it's impossible because of the fact that, okay. So there's a, there's a law in economics called Say's law where supply creates demand. Yes. Right. And so if the, the, what's being supplied is single family homes that are geared towards people who are making X number of, you know, dollars per year. And then we also have, you know, a, you know, a, a company like Disney who, you know, who is saying we're going to lobby against public transport in, in central Florida, mm-hmm. but we also have what seventy thousand hourly workers who have to come here and, and have a car or pay for Uber and everything else. And if they have a car, they're most likely living in it. Right, exactly. You know, so it, it's so we have all of these, you know, these separate business interests that are that are f- f- vying against what you would f- normally find in another city of similar density, where you'd say, okay, well, we're going to have smaller apartments, you know, that are that, and, and we're going to have public transportation to basically reduce the cost of living for people that are, you know, that that are not well to do. And we haven't seen that here in, in, in Florida. And it's, and it's pretty shameful that, you know, that we have a company like Disney that, that say, okay, well, we want you to get on the Disney shuttle at the airport. And we want you to interact with Disney employees from the time that you land in Orlando to the time mm-hmm. that you leave Orlando. We want you spending Disney bucks and <laughs> whatever it may be. You mom, know. mom, can I get more Disney bucks? <laughs> right. You know, and, 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 and that is, you know, directly flying in the face of what they're, you know, what their employees needs. And that's, and, and that's, and that's terrible. It's terrible. But whatever. Interesting. Very interesting. I say interesting things from time to time. Interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> also Disney, we won't talk about this if you give us money and we'll, we'll read ads. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll shut up about it. <laughs> Opening next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. So the thing with immigration that I think is really interesting and I, but, but this, <sighs> I, I, the thing about truth to me is I feel like when something is true, it's true across the board. Okay. And what you just were mentioning about just within our own country. So I'm not just saying this is true for people coming into our country from other places. I'm saying this within our own country. And it's kind of like macro versus uh, micro, essentially here. If you look yep. at our country as this little microcosm of the rest of the world. If you have money and you do well, do you stay in your neighborhood? No. No. You leave that neighborhood. What happens to that neighborhood? It it sucks. <laughs> right? Apply that to the rest of the world, and that's the issue that we're facing. Okay. And I think it's an issue that we're even facing with our own towns and our own cities within our own our own country, mind you. So this is once again, this is I know people are gonna lose their freaking minds. This is not just about international immigration. This is just about yeah. state to state, even. Yeah. If you are successful, like we should really like I don't know, I just think about all these bad neighborhoods staying as bad neighborhoods because 
everyone that's smart enough leaves. And you apply that to other countries. <laughs> who who do we normally get coming to the United States of America? The worst or the best? If it's typically the best. Typically the best. If but if you uh, are Donald Trump, you believe it's the rapists and the murderers and the drug dealers. Well, there and are a lot of them. There are, there are there are there are some of them. But but I mean, but think I about didn't say staying is coming to the country. I'm just saying there are a lot of them. Right. But so so my thing is is that like let's say even from a Pennsylvania to a Florida, if yeah. there was a if there was a Florida corporation, which is great because Pennsylvania's economy sucks, sucks, and yeah. I've been there and it is garbage. Right. Oh, let's say even in Michigan, like a, a Michigan situation, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> right. So g- 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 garbage. But like, let's say there's a Florida corporation that that their company policies was making life worse in those states, which then precipitated their citizens to move to Florida. That would probably be more like what the situation is, at least in, Central, in South America, Central and South America, right? Where I mean, and this is going to be controversial, but oh, I no. think I think that if we want to, um, if we want to end border crossings at the south, at the, at the we make border, their countries better. We help make their countries better, yeah. and I think that we have to do so by el- helping to eliminate the corruption that's there and to take away the power of the, the cartels. cartels. That's yeah. it. That's it. I, 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 but I, it's also convincing people because once again, the point I'm trying to make is that it's typically the the best people in the world want to come to our country, which is great. And that are able it's to come. Ama- yeah, that are able to come. It's like, guess what? Because they're so smart or they're so hardworking or they've invented a thing. Like we're getting the cream of the crop most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, want to come here? In actuality, what would be better for the world is if we could convince those people to stay where they're at and make where they're at better, right. whether it's the money that they have personally or it's their work ethic or it's whatever else makes them, you know, be drawn to our country. We can say, look, we're going to do something to help you stay there and we'll give you a little money or whatever and you make there better because, I mean, realistically, these places that are bad have been bad for so long. Yeah. And the best people that would change it, like the people that have the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to change my surroundings, guess what they're doing? Yeah. They're coming to America. And changing th- these surroundings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're changing, yeah. you know, they're fixing it here or they're making it, you know, they're doing whatever. But even in China, I mean, think about what China is doing. China is building infrastructure all over the world. Yeah. And oftentimes, like... With very little strings attached, they're like, "Let's run this port for a little bit." They're, they're opening ports, roads. Because they own everything. Well, they, well, well, and, and it's and it's directly to 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 have it play the long game on interest, right? And so while the U.S. is trying to win that game of in, you know of influence on you know with Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones shit, and you know, and trying to show how how big our collective dick is, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but that's not going to win the long term minds and hearts of the rest of the world. But it's because if someone says the U S dropped bombs on us, but China built us this road that was necessary. Yeah. I think we're as, as a, we know, lose that battle. We lose that battle a hundred percent of the time, you know? And I think you're going to probably find people moving to China to try to, to I think you're going to start seeing that shift where you'll see people moving to China to help make their economy better than, than coming over here. And I think that that we're 20 years away from that. If that maybe, maybe there's a lot of social stuff going on in China too. There's a lot, there's a lot. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I think that we as, as the U.S., we have to figure out who we want to be in the world before we, you know, before we can start having agreed, these hard lines. Agreed. But even before that, we need to start incentivizing. We're talking about good people coming here. We need to incentivize our good people staying here. True. We, like, having, like you just said, being an entrepreneur is almost like a dirty word anymore. We need, And I'm, I'm sorry, like, these people that say, oh, well, this company is huge, and they need, like, no, 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 we need to incentivize every company, every factory, everything we can to stay 
here because guess what? They're just going to move over to China yep. so they can have slave labor and not have to follow any of, you know, the stuff they're shooting into the atmosphere. Yep, yep, and yep. they're just going to do it for a quarter of the cost. Oh, so absolutely. we need to figure out what what we can do to incentivize our people to stay here and incentivize other people to stay where they are. Yeah. And incentivize, you know, honestly, people to start building businesses here. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's going to be one of the, the, the biggest determinants and whether or not we stay relevant as a world power is whether or not we can start sourcing ideas. And I think what happens more often than not is people with good ideas end up working bullshit jobs that, you know, and, and yeah. their ideas are either, you know, that they give to these companies are either stifled or they can't do anything because they don't see any possibility of, of getting their good ideas to market. And that's, and, and that is one of the reasons why I think that, you know, there, there just has to be a way of, 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 of just finding the best ideas and making them come to fruition. Cause that, that's just a shame that we haven't been able to de- do that. Deregulation. Deregulation would be, is would one, be my, well, I mean, I mean, that's to be fair. That's always. My, my take. Well, I mean, Obama had done that. I mean, so like, let's say when it comes to patenting, right? Believe yes. it or not, it's now much cheaper to get a patent as a micro or a, you know, or a, as a small entity or an individual than it was 15, 20 years yeah. ago. I mean, it, which it was, is great, which is fantastic. I mean, I all, all in for my patent that I have. I mean, I, I was less than $3,000. Nice. You know, and that, and that's, and that's obviously separate from the cost of prototyping and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, but that's, you know, that's significantly less. It would have been $15,000, $20,000, you know, plus legal fees, everything else to be able to get a patent, which is bonkers. Yeah. So, you know, so, I mean, kudos to Obama for that. Um, you know, but it's just, we just haven't seen um, any real, any Republicans talking about the, you know, the importance of the, you know, of, of the small business like they used to. And it's, they do a lot of lip service, but there are no policies geared towards yeah. saying, hey, let's get, you know, small businesses going again and that gotcha. type of thing, which is, which well, is and same. I think all of this is kind of tied together because we were talking about minimum wage jobs. Yeah. Right. And even though I feel the way about them that I do, the, you can't argue that what a minimum wage job would do, would have done for you 20, 30, 40 years ago. Nope. It does not do for you now. No when way. you talk about free thinking and, and side hustles and entrepreneurship, those blossom in a world where you have the free time and you're not straddled with this stress of just trying to make ends meet yeah. while working multiple jobs, yeah. let alone just one that can provide just enough. Even if you have to live a little, you know, you have to live within your means still. You have to do make some sacrifices. You're not going to be able to go to the moon. But at least it pays your bills. You have a little left over. Yeah. And you can put this, you're not stressed and you can take your efforts to yeah. South Beach yeah, exactly. and design something cool. Full circle with that reference there. I like that. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> but dude, it's, it's so funny that like, you know, it's so fu- interesting in terms of human evolution that back in the day, humans spent 90% of their time foraging for food. And it wasn't until we were able to spend much less time gathering food that we were able to invent to invent and grow and and do more cool things and just even have like the you know not trying to run away from lions and shit you know like we were that's when human uh, humanity advanced and so now we have situations where people are spending so much of their time just trying to forage or survive or whatever it is getting back to that we're getting we're getting right back to that and it's it's crazy it's crazy so i mean i think whatever we whatever we do i think we have to put i think we have to put every neighborhood you know, in uh, or or put it as a priority for every neighborhood that they can say, okay, we are. We know, need one white family in every neighborhood. And this country family. is going to fix everything. 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 Support it. 
support <laughs> No, what were you saying? No, but no, but I, but we should make sure that it's a priority that every neighborhood has the ability to 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 increase free time by three to five hours a week just to have that mental space to be able to to invent or create or just decompress and not be stressed out. And imagine, imagine this. So imagine if, once again, this is all connected. This is crazy. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe up in here. So now imagine if we could incentivize someone who has been successful. Yeah. Imagine if Ryan Coogler, the director, this is just an example, but it's what popped into my head. Ryan Coogler, amazing writing director, Fruitvale Station, uh, Creed, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. And he's also like 27. So yeah, go find a bridge and jump off if you're listening to this. <laughs> Not Ryan Coogler. I mean, you know, anyone that's like, oh gosh, look at me. What have I done? Yeah. Amazing director. What if, imagine if like whatever, whatever small town neighborhood he grew up in. Yeah. Right. And I don't know, he could be from England, Frano, but I'm just, I'm doing a lot of racist stuff here. <laughs> <I'm assuming laughs> he's from some small town yeah neighborhood what if we could incentivize him whether it's like through no taxes or some extra money Mm -hmm. or like a grant or whatever to stay in that neighborhood he's got a nice house and what do the people the kids what does everyone in the neighborhood see yeah they see him being successful they see him working on movies they see him doing outreach they see him instead of yeah what would the kids normally see the guy dealing meth, right? right. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, it's, like it's actually like a realistic, like, oh, this guy's from here. He's making this better. Yeah, and it's something I can strive for. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think examples are, are, are that you can see and touch. You know, and you know, with he robe. can walk outside every day at five in a little yeah. like uh, an open robe, Indeed. and the children can come and touch him. <laughs> and he's like, yes, yes, children. That's terrible. I am Ryan Coogler, your savior. <laughs> That is terrible. But no, I mean, I, I am 100% supportive of, um, of my big thing is mutual aid societies, right? Mutual aid societies, um, back in the day, every, um, before the New Deal came around and, and sort of forced them out of the, you know, existence, you know, the uh, one in three American males belong to uh, a mutual aid society. And basically it was neighbors helping neighbors, right? And so it was, you know, you you put the pot together and everyone was able to help this family that is yeah. in distress or whatever. And and it's a shame that we've kind of gotten away from that. You know, Habitat for Humanity is still, you know, technically a mutual aid society where it's neighbors helping neighbors. But, you know, but I think that there has to be a, you know, something like that where we're, where we take away the, you know, that power from the government to try to be the savior Amen. and we help each other at that level because it, pooling resources, whatever it may be, you know, that's, that's going to be the way that I think that we, we elevate ourselves and, you know, and basically crowdsource our own Messiah. So and to there's, speak. and there's, there's two parts to this one. First of all, I always want to tell, point this out to people. When they say that, you know, when, when people find that I'm, I'm very anti-government, very, you know, decentralized and more power to the states and, you know, give me my guns and <laughs> all that other stuff. Pew, pew. The idea is not that when I say we need to get rid of these government programs that I don't want these people getting help. The idea is that we will be helping them. The idea is not that, oh, well, now just poor people, eh, sorry, I guess, oh, this person. No, 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 no. The idea is that the community itself will step up and help it. And the reason that it's so funny, like (laughs) all this stuff comes up, but it's like um, I look at we have the nuclear family, we have public education, and we have religion. Those are the three things that are vastly different now 
even if it's just that they're much smaller yeah. and not celebrated like they used to be. And they were back in the day. And this is for my atheist friends. This is for my agnostics out there. Yeah. This is for anybody, whether or not you believe in religion or whether you're one of those people that's like, well, I'm my name's Jessica and I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. <laughs> like, all right, no, yeah. you just have a dream catcher tattoo on your outer thigh. <laughs> so this is for you too, Jessica. So pay attention. Uh, the idea is that exactly what you're talking about happens yeah. through churches through schools and through families. And here's what happened. When you had, when you had, and once again, this is whether it was the dad or the mom, if you had a parent that was always home to raise your children, okay, or home more often than not, that was one way you could you could teach and you could pass on knowledge. If that wasn't the case, you had school. School could kind of make up the difference, mm-hmm. all right? And then if school dropped the ball as well, you had church, right. all right? So you had this kind of like safety net of three different things that should work together. But what are we seeing now? <laughs> like all of that is gone. Yeah. And now people don't have anything, so who do they look for? The government, yeah. you know? And it, and it, it turns into something that it, it definitely shouldn't be. Right. Well, I support that. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah, man. I mean, the the government has, you know, has put itself in a position where we see it as the only mechanism with which to make our lives better. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that wasn't the original intention. And it's, it's, at least of the U.S. government, you know, and, and it was a, and it's, and it's definitely become almost debilitating because now you find that there is one party or, you know, there are certain, certain groups of people that vote exclusively to a certain party, say black people, 93% of black people vote Democrat no matter what, but haven't really gotten anything from the Democratic Party. And again, going back to... And now the Democrats are swapping them out for the Mexicans, so... Right, exactly. Because They went for brown to lighter brown. (laughs) Right. You know, and, 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 and so now there's, you know, a different set of ideals being, you know, being pushed upon the, you know the democratic voting population yeah. and you know and and now you're probably going to find that black people's needs are being met with with less vigor with less vigor right less uh social media posts right yeah. you know and it's not as it's not as cool anymore exactly you know and and i and i mean I, I i understand completely the you know the flavor of the week situation i get it but i mean now it's a time where i think american politics needs a bit of a shake-up I, can we just get? But this is this is why identity politics is so deadly. It is very de- very deadly. This is why, because like you just pointed out, you know, with black people saying, "Oh, all right, well, I'm going to do this because that's what I'm supposed to do." Yeah, and then it doesn't help you. But the, I mean, the same. Once again, we're not trying to single out black people. We're not. We will if black people will pay us money. We will read ads about how great <laughs> black people are. Um, <laughs> It's the same with anybody. I mean, it could be, you know, a, a gun-toting redneck is going to vote Republican most time. of the time. You know, like it's it's it goes both ways. But yeah. the idea is that they start attaching themselves to your personages. Right. And it's like, well, this is who I am. And it's like, exactly. no, this is not who you are. Exactly. There is no single politician that is going to save you. Yep. The government will let you down every single time. And that's what I'm saying about every people, single time people voting in ways that are not beneficial to their own, like to their own benefit. Like it, it, it just doesn't, it happens more often than we think because people assign their, their political party as a part of who they are. And it's very, very easy to get people to say, well, this is what we are doing as this party. And 
and the middle has disappeared. Absolutely. It is a joke. There is no nuance. There is no ability to have a conversation with anybody. Exactly. I cannot tell you how many times I've been called a Nazi and a snowflake. Wow. Those I'm are like, still very white, though. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You got me there. Too very white. I am very white. You are very I'm, I'm white. I'm a very white Nazi snowflake. All right? I don't tan very well. Actually, I tan beautifully. I just have, I don't go in the sun. I yeah. work inside. You know, yeah. it's nasty. I glow. You, I'm yeah, glowing in the dark. I've seen you with a nice little olive tone. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I tan very nicely. Yeah. I just, uh, I choose not to. Yeah. You know? I, I identify as a pale person here. But it's just funny to me, like, if you don't, if you don't do or say the things that people think you should, they just call you names, they call you out, they call, and now we're seeing, you know, people throw in, uh, which was funny because we were talking about the milkshake thing and we were talking about how like technically that was assault, right? And I had some people point out like, oh, that's, you know, you're just stupid, you're just being stupid. And now they're mixing concrete into the milkshakes and throwing it on people. What? And they're assaulting journalists and they're doing all these things and everyone's like, oh. Yeah. But then, you know, the Antifa people are like, well, no, but this guy, you know, wrote a puff piece on someone that we think's a Nazi, so it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. What? Yeah. It yeah. is crazy out there right now. What do you feel about uh, the introduction of one or two more major parties into the uh, political system here in the U.S.? I think it's only going to... Well, okay. Short answer is it's a great idea because a two-party system is deadly. But... I feel like with the way we're going at this point, it may in fact just make things worse. Hmm. It might just be a way to divide people even further. Really? And and once again, we talk about this. More people. So like today, <clears throat> one of the things that's different, uh, you know, more people are moving even within the country. So yep. like if you're going to school, you're moving away. And so it's like when you don't have the pillar of the family because there are more single mothers if you don't have the pillar of the education system because the public school system sucks. Garbage. And if you don't believe in religion because it's not cool or hip and why would you do any of these things? It's just stupid. You can't Instagram service. Right. So what do you do when you find yourself out there and you're attacked? Who do you turn to? You don't have anybody. This is horrible. So what do you do? You turn to the only tribe you have, which oftentimes is political one. So these people's complete, they, they, you know, it's funny oftentimes the people that, talk about religious extremists often practice a lot of those same, you know, yeah. they have that same ideological fervor that some people do about Jesus, yeah. Yeah. not Republican Jesus or Muhammad. Yeah. I don't know what Muhammad sounds like. <laughs> I, I don't know. like that. I, well, I, 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 just, I don't know what he sounds like. Cause I don't know what it sounds like to screw three-year-old girls. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right. We, we may never know. The world may never know. Um, Please oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, do not, do not blow up. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to institute a new policy. Uh, no bags are allowed to be brought into the studio anymore because they may or may not be left unattended. I did that by accident at the London Gatwick Airport. Oh my gosh. Oh, dude. Oh my gosh. And it was right after. It was like 2003. Oh, so. dude. When I was in Berlin, I was getting on a bus in 2015, and there was and and this is and it's I, not a competition. We not, didn't need the year for years. It was more my, important for mine. No, no, because that's when the that's when the migrants. Oh, were that's coming right. In, yeah, in yeah, droves, yeah. Right. So All I'm right. getting on a bus in Friedrichshain in in Berlin, and there's this lady. She comes in full burka. Right. I don't know. Like, and, and it's not my proudest moment. I know that, but she was holding a very suspicious package. What? <laughs> and I have okay. never been more terrified please, in my life. Please, please, please 
define suspicious force. What made the package suspicious? You're like, oh, the person carrying. No, it was brown paper, and and, and it was about the size of a, of a bomb of a shoe, of a shoebox that was like very haphazardly taped together. He's got the plague. Everyone, forgive him. Oh for... my gosh. <laughs> So not my finest moment. I'm, I'm not going to lie. My butthole puckered just a little bit. A little bit. Only. <laughs> I was like, my stop is three away. Let's hope. Oh, my gosh. You're <laughs> like, does anyone else hear that ticking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope it's before the Ostbahnhof stop, yeah. please. Let's, <laughs> let's get off well, of that's, this one. You know what? That's, um, that's very interesting. We, yeah. we should talk. I mean, you have firsthand experience with what Angela Merkel thinks is a huge success yeah. over there with the mass migration that occurred. Yeah. What are your experiences besides being scared for your life on a bus? Well, well, I mean that was that was one incident, but I mean I, I so I played soccer every Friday night with a bunch of guys over in uh, like central Berlin, and it was pretty fun. I mean it, it was um, it was it was great, and some of these guys were migrants, whatever, and you know, and 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 you saw just guys being guys, kicking a ball around, whatever, having a good time. Some people speaking French, Arabic, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be, and. On the other side of that, you happen to also see assaults and, you know, and, and violations of what human rights, well, (laughs) human rights. And then what Germans saw as respectable behavior and, and, and harassing women in the streets. And then there were the assaults that happened in like on New Year's Eve in Hamburg that were, you know, pretty terrible. And you know, what's crazy is with a lot of these, uh, things that are going on, um, a lot of them are labeled under... Asian. The description is an Asian man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, interesting. It's a, yeah, it's a little further. Sad. Yeah, little, yeah, little, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's no, weird, so, man. So it's it's weird, and I, you know, I, I'm culture shock. It was good seeing it, and I mean, from you love seeing the assaults. No, no, I, I, it was, it, no, because I mean, the 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 people of Berlin were actually very open <laughs> to it. There was a lot. Of course, of, they are. Well, there was. I mean, it was there were there were there was applause. Yes, on the trains, it, of course, of course. That's that's. <laughs> That's how it happens, Yanis. That's how it happens. Like there needs to be some respectable level of 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 like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is because I coughed my brain out. But we and a lung too. We want if someone comes here, we want you to bring your culture. We want you to bring all that stuff. But we want you to assimilate mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Right. And I don't think the expectation for that is unrealistic because when I say assimilation, I mean, yeah, let's not rape the women. Let's not assault them. Let's not treat them like they're a different class of citizen. But it's a sexually repressed society coming into a place where free the nipple was a very real thing. I'm not going to lie. I, I, gotcha. have, I have not seen more nipples in my life than when I was in Berlin. I gotcha. But you're not going <laughs> to sit here and tell me that it's because... Uh, well, Germany's just so um, open and free with it, and they're not, so that's where the problem is. This problem is in their own countries, it too. Is, it is, it is, it is. And, you know, but that's the, that's the thing is that, like, I, sub- I fully support women wherever they are being, you know, full citizens, and that's not been the case in the Middle East, whatever. No. And a lot of that same behavior and expectation tr- you know, follows a lot of these men, even if they're, they're, you know, they're hardworking and, you know, whatever, and they're not terrorists or whatever it may be, there's still some unease about the, the upsetting the apple cart of this, of society. But I think the way that we, it's, it's a, it's a mixed bag because you want people to assimilate, but it's hard to assimilate when you're being told that you're the other, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's, very- that's fine because they are <laughs> like literally they, they are. 
I mean, the human rights violations that are going on in countries that are our allies, mind you. Look at Saudi Arabia. Look at some of these places we're getting oil from. To say that a woman is treated as a second-class citizen is a joke to second-class citizens. And it's been that way for a very long time. And then, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll toss us a bone and they'll say, well, now they can drive. We're like, yay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they don't use their blinker, they still get stoned to death, but they can drive. <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, that should be a crime for everybody here. It should, it be. should be. You know what? Actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. I you know what, that. Saudi Arabia? You're on to You got me on this. But for everyone, yeah. male, female. Yeah, everybody. Tourists especially. Especially the <laughs> stinky tourists. Oh, my gosh. Is deodorant optional in Great Britain? Dude, I don't I know, know. I know. I know, you know. The dentist certainly is, but it's like, my gosh. Jeez, Brent. I have smelled some stinky people in airports. Not going to lie. They're animals. A- animals. Literally animals at the theme parks. You see them, and I can just, I can smell them a mile away. I'm like, oh, it's fish and chips coming down a little way oh, here. Oh, man. Jeez, what a horrible part of the world. <laughs> not a fan. But, that, <laughs> but to their credit, though, they're not used to the heat. And so if you're not used to having to put on deodorant because you're going to stink to high heaven... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got red pock marks all over their body because they're, they're, <laughs> they're so, so hot. hot and it's eight o'clock in the morning. I feel so bad. I can always tell what day it is for a British family that's here based on how red they are. Because day yeah. one, pale. Yeah. Day two and three, beat red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. And they always have three quarter length yes. shorts on yes. with the soccer well, jersey. Yeah. And I- <laughs> it's the uniform. It's the, yeah, it's the, their official uniform. Yeah. Skin damage. Soccer jersey, three-quarter length pants, that's it. What was their official uniform for the Women's World Cup this year? Oh, that's right. What do you wear when you get fourth place? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. You don't get a medal, you don't get nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Loses. Get to wear a bag of shame over that's your That's right. Well, it's called <laughs> having to go back to England. I mean, <laughs> everyone talks about, you know, that, that island of trash in the ocean. I'm like, hey, stop picking on England like that, okay? <laughs> it's not that bad. England, Sweden, <laughs> Michigan, <laughs> Iowa. It's not my fault. Right? They're the people that did that. I got stuck in London. Uh, I was supposed to be going to France. And of course, the, the French uh, were on strike, as they always are. Right. They do that like every other day. Um, and so I got stuck in, in London and did the whole London thing for a day. And it was, uh, it's definitely a place. Didn't like it. I got yelled at by a clergyman. At uh, Westminster Abbey. Was he a vicar? <laughs> had one of those long staves. Oh. I'd, I'd left my T-Mac hat on by accident. Oh. He was very upset. Yeah. And then, of course, I was upset because the guided tour was really just Dame Judy Dench's voice on this little thing that I had to put up to my ear. And oh. Here's what annoys me with my Westminster Abbey. I love history. I love museums. I love all those things. So I was super excited to go. The problem is... It's so old, and the record-keeping was so bad, they don't even know what's buried there. Dang. They're like, well, uh, well, scholars believe that so-and-so is buried here. I'm like, wait a second, so you guys don't even know? I could just be <laughs> staring at some stupid peasant's bones. Right. I don't care about this. Right, right, right. They just say, oh, yeah, Shakespeare's buried here. This person's buried here. I'm like, you don't even know. Yep. How can I go? How can I go to the the freaking... Egyptian pyramids, and they can say, well, it was this pharaoh's nephew's son's college roommate that's buried here. You go to Westminster Abbey, there's just bones in the walls, and they're like, well, we think this is Douglas, we think this is so-and-so. Not the same Douglas. Douglas, Douglas. you need a bigger casket for Douglas. Douglas. You need one for him and his member. That's right. (laughs) They called it. I got that 
dang angel lust. That's where you die, but your dick stick up straight in the air. I'm going to get my lady pleasure in the afterlife, too. That's right. That's right. Douglas. So crazy. Oh, man. But So how do you feel about the recent uh, the, the stream of articles that have been talking about saying that you sh- we should be traveling to the uh, to the, a lot of these big Instagrammable sites less like because I think that they're because they're yes clogging. It's taking, yeah it's it's taking away from the majesty and the the traffic and the the litter and the this yeah yeah how do you feel about that I mean I feel like Instagrammers should die anyways so <laughs> first of all rude <laughs> rude rude much bruh <laughs> I'm just on there to follow girls because that's like literally I'll find a girl on Tinder or something and she's like oh, I have an Insta. <laughs> I'm like, fine, I'll create an Instagram. Yeah. And then I forget about it. You have, and very, then you, you then have a very nice bearded post. You post on there a lot. I do. And so I'm like, oh, I'm on here to track women. And it's just Yanis jumping into a pool. Yanis at Top Golf. Yanis in his car. Yanis talking to Yanis. Yanis regretting a doctor's appointment. It's just Yanisgram. <laughs> like, that's all it is for me. Yanagram. It's, it's my all y- about Yanagram. me, son. My daily Yanagram is in. Oh, he's upset about something. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, um, I, I understand. I, I can understand the, um, the anger that some of these places have. Because it's sometimes how yeah. I feel living in Florida. You know, we get a lot of visitors. Yeah. And sometimes it's like you see it start to permeate into an area you weren't quite expecting and you're kind of like, oh, like I yeah. want some of this for me. And a lot of it is some of the complaints I've seen are just more about like infrastructure yeah, and like, you know, all these people are going and there's just a lot of litter and there's a lot of traffic and there's a lot of this and a lot of that. And it's just that this yeah. poor little country or a little island or whatever can't handle it. I mean, I could see people getting yeah. upset. But you see, it was funny here in Florida because so much of our tourist traffic is contained to a very specific the area. The I four corridor, right? You know, and and it's and it's a shame that you know I personally, if I don't want to interact with tourists, I don't have to. You kind of live near the. Tu- yeah, no, I'm. You're, you're I'm out. off the beaten path. You're, you're off the beaten path. I don't have to. You don't have to. But in Kissimmee, a few miles away, you are interacting. But there, to be fair. No one in Kissimmee is anyone you want to interact with, tourist or not. So it's like again, you're you're completely right. <laughs> but you know, but it's very ethnic. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's let's, not why. Let's They're say color- the Democrats are uh, yeah. plastering very heavily over there. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, the uh, honestly, it's not the color of their skin; it's their personality. Yeah. I just want to clear this up. Yeah, all right, it's just their personality. Kissimmee's a whole. Let's just thank you. Let's just be thank real about you. That. Um, but you know, but. But over in London or wherever, you know, you are, there's a lot of things that are right in the smack dab of, uh, you know, of, you know, of where people are trying to go to work and go to the grocery store and whatever. And so yeah. it's, it's very, very difficult. So uh, there's this uh, thing on, uh, on, on YouTube, uh, Johnny T, where he's like this little puppet and he talks about, hey, I'm trying to go to work while you're not trying to go to work. And it's like, <laughs> you know, so I'm a tourist, I'm a jerk, you know, <laughs> it's great, That's you know, funny. and it's, and it's the truth. It's like, it's, you know, so you just get out of the way. But for me, whenever I go somewhere, my goal is to, I try to do only like bare bones touristy things like I, I try to do one or two things nobody maybe. wants to be the tourist yeah no I try to be I try to go to all the off the beaten path things you know like if I came to Orlando as an outsider I'm not trying to go to Disney restaurants I'm trying to see why Orlando would be considered the best foodie destination in America Which right now it is it, it is right I was shocked right which is crazy you know yeah. and so and so for me I'm trying to go to the best 
coffee shop in, you know, whatever that's, you know, that's not Starbucks, whatever. I'm not trying to eat anything. That's a, you know, a chain. I'm trying to get that a chain restaurant sandwich. Get that out of here. Sparrows. No, thank you. So yeah, no. So like, what are you guys up today? I don't know. We were going to go pee in the Abercrombie changing rooms. (laughs) What were you going to do? Jessica, get another, get get another hip tattoo. You slut. First of all, the name Jessica is a trigger for me. So if you can, Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's just a random name for me yeah it's a it's a very real i know not or care of your feelings a very specific name for me (laughs) (laughs) fine tiffany is tiffany a trigger word no it's not i think we're good tiffany what are you doing today (laughs) i don't know might go piss myself at the abercrombie changing room how about you I saw this really cute black guy in there, and he looks like he can really work a mop. He looks like <laughs> he could fold clothes and change a diaper. I can do both of those things. It's great. And I do both every Wednesday with the babies. There you go. It's there great. You go. It's there great. you go. It's great. Folding tiny onesies. That's what I do. <laughs> still, got, <laughs> still got the still, still got the flair. Dude, my, my wrists are like... Now, is there more or less urine involved now that you're dealing with the babies? Um, so, ooh, There's more urine for sure, but it's in smaller amounts. There so it's, it's more frequent urine. But, you know, I think the, the puddle that girls seem to have drank <laughs> 17 gallons hey, of water. When you see that lemonade at Annie Ann's, you've got to have some. You've got to have the bucket. No <laughs> ice, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, can I help you? I'm just here to watch the teenagers fold the pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Get your fingers in there. One. <laughs> that is the creepiest thing you've ever seen. One's like, can I go on break now? I've been here for 15 minutes. <laughs> fold the pretzels. Do the little twist again. Oh. I like it. I like it. Mm. I thought you were so cool, but then I got a little closer. I saw there's a little cheat sheet printed right onto the board. <laughs> so you know how to fold those pretzels, don't you, Juan? Put that salt on it. Put the salt on it. Sprinkle it Do on you know how good. many men it takes to steal my heart? He says, oh, uh, uh, no. And I go, just Juan. <laughs> I'll take a cinnamon sugar pretzel and, you know what? A medium cup of those Pretzel dogs. <laughs> Those are pretzel dog nuggets, sir. Tim, give me the pretzel dog nuggets. <laughs> I, you know what, you know what drives me crazy about ordering stuff. Like there, there have been times that I have altered my order because I am too embarrassed to call the thing the thing that it's supposed to be called. Example: There was a burger at Checkers. <laughs> I think it was called like the big daddy sauce sandwich or something. And I was like, it looks really good, but I'm not going to say that out loud. Yeah. Like I'm a grown adult. (laughs) (laughs) True. Can I have, uh, uh, can I have the, uh, what what did I just say? Those things were called the little hot dog pretzel nuggets. Like how can you look another man in the face and order that? Like you can't just get a pretzel and keep the line moving. Like my gosh, oh man, it's awful. That's I change so stuff all the time. Yeah, that's too. Funny. I'll try and point. You know, yeah, <laughs> you point. That thing. That and there's one. Well, there's that unspoken rule when you're at a restaurant. You can't just tell the waiter what you want. You have to yeah. point while you're saying it at the menu, or they yeah. will not put it in. Never, never. Yeah, no. And it's funny. Like, uh, so with Wendy's for me, it's the the Dave's hot and juicy. <laughs> um, can I get a Dave's hot and juicy, yeah. extra juicy? That's Hold the hot. I want an, an old white haired man's hot juicy spunk on my <laughs> Poor Dave Thomas. Uh, uh, Dave, he's uh, RIP. RIP. Yeah. Rip. 
Rip, maybe. The OG. But, yeah, but no, man, he's, uh, yeah, that hot and juicy. Is it, is it big and juicy or hot and juicy? I, I don't know. I think it's a hot and juicy, but well, either Can't way. you just say you want to... Number two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. I you me, figure this stuff out yeah, real exactly. quick. Let me get like, can I have two. That, that burger with the thing on the stuff? Like, huh? <laughs> a, a hot and juicy. <laughs> Excuse me, I thought sir. she was white. <laughs> yeah, that happened to you at Wendy's. That happened to me at Wendy's. Yeah. Oh, you're such a disappointment, Yanis. I am. I don't get any credit for you being black. At least not until we start posting on YouTube. I know. People can be like, when did they get a black guy in the show? Yeah. He's been here. The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> oh, good time. He yeah. should have been part of that that outreach program. Should've so been. you shouldn't even be here. I should. You should be stuck in the Caribbean. I should be. I should be. <laughs> Dude, okay. I realized, by the way. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> so my, uh, I had pen pals growing up, right? Oh my gosh. And they Have you tracked them down. No, 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 no. I realized that like they were doing outreach. Yeah. To you, to me, you were the, you the, were the, I was a yeah. third world kid. Yeah. I was, I was a Sally Struthers baby, these kids. Yes. Oh my God. I, you need to uh, find them. I need to be like, Hey, look, I'm okay now. Do you remember their names? <laughs> no, it was like some random Dutch kid. I don't know. <laughs> Put like 17 A's together and that's how you get a Dutch do, name. Do I have to write him today? <laughs> He's like, just so poor and yes, smelly. Yes, Lars, you have to write him. And just so you know, your name has four R's and three S's in it. Hunts, thank you. Hurdy, gurdy, gurdy. Hurdy, gurdy, get in front of Hunty for day. Hunty, Hunty. Oh, God. I saw Midsummer, by the way. How was it? Pretty awful. Really? <laughs> really? It was really long, though. Yeah, it's, it's extremely long. Yeah, and that's one of my main problems. It th- it does some pretty cool, interesting things up to a certain point. Yeah, and then uh, it just does nothing for the rest of the movie. Uh, you're like, oh, nothing well, happened. What's well, interesting because I felt like um, the the director and the writer he they did Ari Aster he did it Hereditary right, and and I feel like the the end ramped up so intensely at the end there. This like, does the opposite. I thought I was going to do the exact same thing. Oh, no, it's interesting. A lot of similar. Um, Themes? It's it's like someone watched Hereditary and they're like, I'm gonna make the white Swedish version of this. Yeah. It's not it's okay. It's like I said, it could easily be half an hour shorter. Easily. <laughs> easily and just be like, all right, I get I get holding a shot and, and blaring the music for ten minutes is artsy, but we can lose this. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. I'm all for it. Like let's push the limits of filmmaking, but this is just boring. Oh, so but there's a fine line there. I mean, so, you know, one person's gonna see this movie and say it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. I'm gonna see and say it's okay. Yeah, you might see and say it's too many white people. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not. I'm, I'm very. It's good like there. you will feel like I felt when I went to go see Get Out. <laughs> Yeah, fair. I was. Well, I'm you know, like, when did they start being main characters? Well, <laughs> These are all plucky sidekicks. Yeah. What is going on here, dude? I'm I'm so used to being in a sea of white people. You know, like I'm just the the black island in a sea of just there whiteness. You, go. you know, so yeah, I'm you know I'm I'd, I'd be okay with that. You know, and, and that's kind of been what motion pictures been for my entire life. So just white people galore. Wow. But I did see Spider Man. And that was fantastic. Like speaking of white people, enjoy- well, we might do a review on this channel. I think so. I like it. Because we've done all the other Marvel movies, but I was like, I don't know if I can edit together an intro or not. Dude, it was great. I really liked it. Yeah. It but was- I don't want to say anything more in case we do a, yeah. do a review. I think we should. I think we should do a regular episode, and we should do a Spider-Man review, 
and get two in a row. So in case the next time you get plague, oh, no. you know, we can have something. In the, in the I'm back. just not going to, no, I'm not going to take another, another day off no matter what. Exactly. Never because do. Because you made me feel so guilty about when it. When you get an AIDS flare up again, yeah. I'm just saying. Magic Johnson, once again. <laughs> <laughs> I need an assist, bro. <laughs> a real assist, bro. <laughs> Toss me to rock. Yeah. If the rock equals whatever uh, deal you made with the devil. Whatever concoction you're on right now. <laughs> I needs it. Yeah, dude. His white, his white blood cell count is higher than most people's, which is, which is crazy. Which is pretty nuts, but, you know. Pretty whatever. nuts. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? OJ Simpson's still on Twitter. Still acting a fool. Just throw that out there. <laughs> still acting a fool. All right. Well, for Yanis, this has been, and this has been, another episode of the Snap Crackle podcast. We will see you guys next week. Like it.